Good morning and welcome to the Fiverr Second Quarter Fiscal 2021 Earnings Conference Call. All participants will be in a listen-only mode. Should you need assistance, please signal a conference specialist by pressing the star key followed by zero. After today's presentation, there will be an opportunity to ask questions. To ask a question, you may press star then one on your telephone keypad. To withdraw your question, please press star then two. Please note, this event is being recorded. I would now like to turn the conference over to Maya Tracy. Please go ahead. Thank you, operator, and good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us on Fiverr's earnings conference call for the second quarter ended June 30th, 2021. Joining me on the call today are Mika Kaufman, founder and CEO, and Ofer Katz, president and CFO. Before we start, I would like to remind you that during this call, we may make forward-looking statements and that these statements are based on our current expectations and assumptions as of today, and Fiverr seems no obligation to update or revise them. A discussion of some of the important risk factors that could cause actual results to differ materially from any forward-looking statements can be found under the risk factors section in Fiverr's most recent Form 20F and other filings with the SEC. During this call, we'll be referring to some non-GAAP financial measures, a reconciliation of the non-GAAP financial measures to the most directly comparable GAAP measures are provided in the earnings release we issued today and our shareholder letter, each of which is available on our website at investors.fiverr.com. And now I will turn the call over to Nika. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us on the call today. With strong execution and continued growth momentum, we finished the second quarter with 60% year-over-year revenue growth above the top end of our guidance. When we considered the past comp as we start to lap our previous Q2 growth rate of over 80%, this is an especially impressive result. Looking at the last two years, we have effectively doubled our active buyer base, tripled our revenue base, and achieved a nearly 30% positive swing in EBITDA margin. We grew significantly faster than our competitors and rapidly expanded our market share in the freelancing economy. Fiverr is leading the changes in how the world works together and setting the industry standard with our disruptive and first-of-its-kind business model. COVID has created some unprecedented growth spikes for our business in the past year. Like many of the companies which reported their Q2 in the past two weeks, we also see a new post-COVID effect. Most of the world has been confined to home for the past 18 months. When COVID restrictions were lifted in the U.S. and Europe around the second half of May, people were in desperate need to get out of home and have some off-screen time. Coinciding with the summer and school holidays, people are taking vacations which is a really healthy thing to do. And that translates to less time spent online. To be prudent, we are adjusting guidance for fiscal year 2021 based on these incremental trends over the past few weeks. I would like to highlight that our fundamentals continue to be very strong, far stronger than pre-pandemic. The reduced online activity translates into more modest new customer cohorts and less activity from those who are taking vacations. All that said, none of this changes the underlying strength of our business, our long-term outlook, and the massive market opportunity that's ahead of us. 
our cohorts continue to spend much elevated levels compared to pre-pandemic. We continue to drive majority of our revenue from repeat buyers and majority of our new buyers from organic channels. Spend per buyer continues to grow rapidly as we go up market. Buyers continue to buy large ticket size services through products such as milestones and subscriptions. We continue to be highly efficient in acquiring new buyers. And lastly, our take rate grew nicely from 27.2% last quarter to 27.8% this quarter, serving as a testament to the massive value we generate for our buyers and sellers. Against the backdrop of the increasing demand for skilled talent, the adoption of remote work and continued investment in digital channels, businesses are increasingly turning to Fiverr to access digital service providers. Driven by accelerated pace of investment and innovation, Fiverr maintains its position as a powerhouse that enables more buyers and sellers to participate in the digital service economy and allows them to do more on Fiverr with greater convenience and efficiency. During this quarter, we made exciting progress towards our upmarket strategy. Fiverr Business was launched just three quarters ago, and even with limited exposure, already represents 5% of core market-based business growing faster than our overall market base. This product is still in its early cycle to become a mature solution for larger businesses. Early data indicates that buyers significantly increased their spend with us after joining Fiverr Business. The white glove service we provide reduces the friction in last mile conversion, allowing our buyers to execute their projects on Fiverr with peace of mind. Combined with collaboration and project management tools, we see improvement in overall engagement and spend. We signed two important partnerships this quarter with Salesforce and Wix. The partnerships allow the customers of these companies to have a streamlined experience in accessing qualified talent on the Fiverr platform. With dedicated training programs to prepare and qualify sellers with the desired skills, we will enable a one-click order experience for corporate buyers. At the same time, ensuring a smooth onboarding experience and a high-quality service delivery. While these partnerships currently focus on seller candidates from the disabled community, they serve as pilots for additional corporate partners and a broader seller audience. Another area that I'm super excited about is the seller services. We are increasingly establishing our platform to be more than just a place to transact, but also an ecosystem that allows talents to grow their business. Following Fiverr Learn and Promoted Gig, we launched Seller Plus in Q2 as the latest addition to this family of products. Seller Plus is a subscription-based loyalty program that provides a suite of benefits to subscribers, including advanced analytics, dashboard, the ability to send coupons, access to dedicated success manager, and so on. So now we have Fiverr Learn to help a seller improve their skills and deliver better services to our buyers. Added to that, we have promoted gigs to bring our sellers more traffic and exposure. And now Seller Plus equips our sellers with data and tools to convert better, retain their clients better, and become more sophisticated participants of our marketplace altogether. Initial feedback 
from our seller community has been extremely positive. We plan to further expand benefits in the program and make it a no-brainer for any quality and motivated fiber sellers. We are also making continued progress in expanding promoted gigs. During the quarter, we reached an important milestone by achieving quarterly ad revenue in promoted gigs of $1 million. While this is still small compared to our overall revenue, the potential is significant. In the coming quarter, we will continue to grow the coverage of promoted gigs on the market space and continue to explore and innovate new ad products. In conclusion, I am super proud of our team for their relentless focus and ability to navigate through the post-pandemic hyper-seasonality and continue to execute at the highest level. With that, I will turn the call over to Offer, who will share a few Q2 highlights as well as some color for the rest of the year. Offer? Thank you, Micha, and good morning, everyone. Our Q2 results show continued strong growth across all of our metrics as we continue to expand our market share and drive the transformation of how the world works together. Revenue for Q2 was 75.3 million, up 60% year over year, driven by a 43% growth on active buyer, 23% growth on central buyer, and 80 basis point expansion on Patreon. We continue to move up market with high value buyers now representing over 61% of full marketplace revenue up from over 55% a year ago. As Micha mentioned, we saw some near-term fluctuations in our marketplace that are consistent with the broader post-COVID trends. As COVID restrictions were largely lifted in the U.S. and Europe, where the majority of fiber revenue is coming from, people are taking time off, visiting families, and having a break from work after the extended period of lockdown. The seasonality in the second half of this year was expected when we provided guidance in May. However, we didn't have the visibility to the unprecedented nature of post-pandemic hyper-seasonality. Based on the incremental trend we saw since the second half of May, we are adjusting our full-year guidance. For full-year 2021, we now expect revenue to be in the range of 280 to 288 million, representing year-over-year growth rate of 48 to 52 percent. At the low end, we expect the hyper-seasonality to continue for the remainder of the year, and on the high end, we expect the end-up demand for personal travel to ease in Q4 as summer is coming to an end. Full-year adjusted EBITDA is expected to be in the range of 12 to 14 million, representing an adjusted EBITDA margin of 4.6 percent at three points. We have wrapped up our hiring based on the tremendous growth of 2020 and expected growth going forward. We continue to believe that this investment is critical for us to drive long-term growth initiatives and the reduction in leverage is short-term by nature. For Q3, we expect revenue to be 68 to 72 million and EBITDA to be 2.5 to 3.5 million. In light of recent post-COVID trends, we expect Q3 revenues to be slightly down from Q2. All that said, we are well positioned to stay resilient through this period of volatility and uncertainty. One, we operate our horizontal marketplace and our revenue is well diversified across over 500 categories. 
when stay-at-home orders were in place, categories related to e-commerce and gaming performed really well, such as dropshipping and graphic for streamers. Now, as the world reopens and demand for hiring and travel surges, we are seeing trends in categories such as resume writing and Airbnb listing. Second, majority of our revenue came from existing cohorts and those buyers continue to stay engaged in our marketplace for a very long time. In Q2, while spend from repeat buyers modestly came down from peak level, they remain massively elevated compared to pre-COVID levels. Third, our highly sophisticated SEO SEM engine continues to be a key competitive advantage. A continuous channel diversification and automation around marketing technology allowed us to stay disciplined in Q2. The ROI for the quarter was 1x, and we continue to return our performance marketing investment in roughly three months. We expect that when post-COVID seasonality winds down, the fact that we don't have a sales source and long sell cycle will allow us to quickly pick up the growth trend. In summary, we had an amazing Q2 and the fundamentals of the business are stronger than ever. We as management are committed to stay transparent and forthcoming. We remain heads down, focused on continued execution, innovation to empower our community of buyers and sellers, and to drive long-term sustainable growth of our business. With that, we'll now turn the call over to the operator for questions. Operator? Thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. To ask a question, you may press star then one on your telephone keypad. If you're using a speakerphone, please pick up your handset before pressing the keys. To withdraw your question, please press star then two. We please ask that you limit yourself to one question and one follow-up. If you have additional questions, you may re-enter the question queue. At this time, we will pause momentarily to assemble our roster. And the first question will be from Brad Erickson with RBC. Please go ahead. Hey, thanks, guys. Good morning. Um, so a couple questions, I guess. First, you mentioned the change in, in buyer behavior in the past few months here. Just curious to little, learn a little bit more there. I guess when you think about things like traffic and conversion and any of the inputs that, that drive your funnel of demand, I mean, I guess, did you see all of those things sort of generally slow down at the same commensurate rate versus revenue? And I guess also wondering if, if you've seen freelancers making themselves sort of less available in light of the labor shortages, and do you think that also had any effect on the slowdown you're seeing? And then I have a follow-up. Hey, Brad, good morning. Thanks, uh, thanks for the question. So what we're seeing is this. <clears throat> the existing fundamentals and cohorts are very strong. Now, when, when we look at our older cohorts, uh, those of uh, 2018 and, and back, spend levels are 15% higher, you know, in, in 2020, and they expand further into Q1 uh, 2021 uh, through May, and they came down slightly after then, still massively above pre-pandemic levels. And if we look at 2019 and 2020 cohorts, 10 to 20% better than typical cohorts in its first two years. 
these are big cohorts and, and quality looks strong so far. When we, when we look at 2021, it's, we, we expect smaller cohort size in H2. Uh, the, the, uh, um, the, the efficiency and, 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 the, and the quality is remained, but the quantity is slightly smaller. Now, what we're seeing is mostly in the top of the funnel of the traffic. Now, it should be said, seasonality was expected. It was factored when we provided guidance last quarter. But what we are seeing is what we call hyper-seasonality. That is, you know, as a result of the long lockdown, online fatigue, you know, summertime, school holidays, people just need time out of home now more than ever. And so when, when we look at, at the guidance that, that we provide, we, we assume that the hyper-seasonality will continue throughout the rest of the year. And this is just given the unprecedented nature of, of COVID. We, we don't know how long this is going to last. Hence, guiding the way we have is, is the prudent thing to do. But we know that this is unusual level of seasonality and it would, it would end you know, at, at some point. So, so to your specific question, we are seeing it mostly on the top of the funnel. The existing activity remains very high. Yes, more people, you've asked about uh, uh, on, on both sides of the market, if people are, are indicating that they're taking more time off, the answer is absolutely yes. We, we have a, a way to measure within our studies, our research team, uh, uh, time that people mark is out of, out of the office. And this is now increasing. Now, again, we know it's temporary. People, people have been locked for almost 18 months. They spend tremendous amount of online. They just need to go out. It's, it's going to end. I don't know if it's going to end at the end of the summer or if it's going to last throughout the entire second half of the year. Our assumption, to be prudent, is that this is going to last throughout the, uh, the, the, second, the second half of the year. I think that this is the right uh, thing to guide it. Got it. That, that's helpful, and I guess yeah, generally squares with the, the Q4 guidance. Um, I guess the second question I'd have is, you know, what have you seen uh, in, in parts of the world that have gone back down, back into lockdown, and I guess just have any of those geographies maybe seen a, a smaller amount of reversion since the business turned a couple months ago? Thanks. Thank you. Um, so, so this is really interesting. I think, you know, this is the, the unprecedented nature of, of, uh, of this pandemic, and, and we're seeing this. I mean, you know, you look at Israel. Israel was ahead of the curve in, in everything. You know, uh, in the beginning maybe not, but then high uh, degree of cases, then the highest degree of vaccination, and we were one of the first to uh, relax um, or, or dismiss all the, the restrictions of lockdown. Now we've seen the Delta variant coming in. We're starting to give the third vaccination. And there's talks about lockdown during September, which is the holiday time in Israel. So we're definitely not done with this. We shouldn't even call it post-pandemic. The, the pandemic is not over. So one interesting case is what happened in July in, in Australia. So two, two factors for Australia. One is the fact that there is full lockdown since July. The second thing is it's winter. And what we're seeing there is we're seeing amazing activity. You know, it's, it's as if there wasn't any change from the height of the pandemic. 
so, so definitely, when you have very broad, uh, either lifting of restrictions, definitely coinciding with summer, because you know summer is, is a time when people can actually go out. If, if it were to be in the winter, we may have seen slightly different behavior. But right now, Australia is, is a good is a good case to look at what happens when there's lockdown and there's winter. Activity there is very, very high. That's great. Thank you. And the next question will be from Ron Josie with JNP Securities. Please go ahead. Great. Thanks for taking the call, uh, taking the question. Maybe, Mika, another question just on the hyper-seasonality. Can you talk about maybe the, the size and scale of the projects that you're seeing on the platform from call it mid-May to, to current? Um, what, wondering if maybe you're still seeing the number of projects is smaller in scope as, as folks take more time off, which, which makes sense. And then as a follow-up to that, maybe just talk about the freelancer base. Are you still seeing more freelancers joining from a supply perspective? And while we're talking supply, might as well talk the demand side. Any, um, uh, you know, we, we understood, understood the vacations and whatnot, but just talk a little bit more about where you're seeing, like, new active buyers and things along those lines. Thank you. Good morning, Ron. Uh, thanks so much for the question. So, so no, the, the number of projects, uh, the smaller projects in scope, um, is not something that we see. As I said, what we're seeing is mostly purple funnel. Now, if, if you look at the, the, the different sizes of customers, on the other hand, you see that the larger types of customers are less affected by this hyper-seasonality. And again, this is common sense. If you think about it, if it's a larger organization and, and you know, one of the team members is going on vacation, it's fine because the rest are actually working. So they're less volatile. If you think about freelancers on the one hand, or if you look at SMBs, they don't need to get permission from anyone to go on vacation. Just close shop and they, they can disappear for three or a month if they want to. So, so what we're seeing, and, and this, is, this is one of the reasons why we, we, we spoke about cyber business as an example, and high-value buyers. Both are increasing very, very nicely. So you're seeing high-value buyers getting to the level of 61%, right? And, and you see cyber business, even though it's a super young uh, product, being, you know, uh, 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 scaling up very rapidly, which we were very happy with. So, again, top of funnel, that's what we're seeing, slightly less activity, people spending slightly less time in front of screens, and that is what's pushing it. It's not changing the, the mix. This is what we call the fundamentals. The fundamentals are extremely strong. They're strong as ever. I, I would just add, Ron, if you look at the spend per buyer, which is another good indication for the amount of money um, our buyers are spending on the marketplace, it's actually grow by 23%. Um, so that, uh, by, by all means, what Micha said, um, you know, is uh, uh, go across all categories uh, and countries um, it's the top of the funnel that has been, that has been reduced, but the fundamental uh, in terms of uh, activity and behavior uh, is the same and getting better as we go up market. Yeah, and, That's and very helpful. You had a, a, yeah, you had a question about uh, the freelance base. So, so we're, seeing, we're seeing a very um, steady stream of new freelancers coming in. However, again, when you look at the freelancing side, 
they also have been locked down for a long time, and, and they also need some time off. And, and do remember that we're still within the stimulus package, and this is going to last until, if I'm not mistaken, September 6th. So, so I think that people have also uh, uh, lack of very high motivation to necessarily uh, go back or, or start their career. We're always seeing a very high stream of freelancers coming in. Nothing has changed in this idea of people wanting more freedom of how they, they you know, create their career. And, and remote work is also not changing. That concept is not reversing itself. The, the ideas that, that were born during the pandemic will just accelerate. But we, we just need to get out of the hyper-seasonality. And, and, and again, as I, as I said, it, it's really impossible. Nobody has a crystal ball to understand how this is exactly going to play out. This, this is why we're being cautious. Makes sense. Thanks, guys. The next question will be from Doug Anmuth with J.P. Morgan. Please go ahead. Thanks for taking the questions. Um, just to, I, I think you explained all that fairly well. Just wanted to um, follow up on one point there. Just curious on the top of the funnel, we, we've seen some other companies that have had some impacts from uh, Google SEO changes. Um, just curious in particular if there's anything there that you were seeing. And then um, maybe just secondly on Fiverr business, uh, up to 5% of core marketplace uh, revenue. Um, sounds like you're doing a lot of things there to remove friction, obviously, and get onboarding right. Just curious what other functionality and tools you're kind of thinking about there for Fiverr Business as you look to further enhance that product. Thanks. Uh, thank you, Doug, and, and, and good morning. I, I think you're, uh, you're right to point that, generally speaking, you know, we've been, we've been listening to a lot of the earning calls um, in, in the past two weeks. And, and I think in general, you know, companies are talking about re reduction in traffic. I think most of them um, are actually because of the hyper-seasonality. Maybe some are because of SEO. We haven't seen any change in organic or SEO impact. We've been preparing very, very well and, and in advance for those changes, and these changes haven't impacted us at all. And Doug, uh, you know, if you go to the uh, TROI chart, uh, I think well demonstrated uh, the resilience of the, uh, of the performance marketing environment, where we kept the three-month um, TROI, despite the fact of uh, lower traffic um, and uh, a slightly higher cost of acquisition. Um, you know, we kept the uh, lifetime value to cut. Um, as high as consistent to, to prior cohorts. And I think that, uh, bear in mind lastly, that we are increasing, uh, we are increasing the, uh, the investment in, in, in server marketing comparing previous cohorts. So all of those factors uh, are well demonstrated in the TROI and the long-term lifetime value to cut, which hasn't been changed, um, you know, with the reference to the uh, Google SEO. Um, then okay. on the uh, on, on the, the second on, on the fiber business, uh, yes, we are removing friction. I think that um, the more we have uh, audience and buyers using the system, uh, we get um, more and more um, and more and more data 
uh, based upon we are building the, the next step. Uh, I think that uh, we mentioned under prepared remarks and the shareholders letter that uh, we reached the first milestone of 5% of, of, of the overall marketplace uh, revenue uh, from final business, which is for us is a great achievement given the, uh, uh, the early, uh, early days of the product. Um, when, we, when we look uh, forward, uh, we see more customer, uh, you know, CSM, uh, CSM involved, uh, curated supply, uh, that give additional value. Those are comments that, uh, that we get from, from these thousands of buyers who are using the system. Uh, and we also look into uh, what is called FMS, which is a financial management system. You know, we plan uh, to offer in the long term the ability of businesses uh, to manage um, a different class of freelancers uh, so that the roadmap for the long term uh, is, is pretty heavy. We adjusted the early days, I think three quarters since we launched the project. We already have, as I said, thousands of uh, buyers. You know, it's a new buyers and buyers of the marketplace that are transform transforming themselves into the system uh, because of the value uh, they see. Their loyalty is higher, the spend per buyer is higher. So uh, we are pretty excited uh, about this project in the long term. And again, if you have a question, please press star then one. The next question comes from Jason Helstein with Oppenheimer. Please go ahead. Hi, this is Patrick Joseph on for uh, Jason. Thanks for taking our question. Um, you just spoke about uh, Fiverr Business helping, um, you know, the business diversify away from the slower SMB demand. Just curious to hear how your subscription products um, are helping diversify as well. Uh, and when do you see subscription products big enough to be material to growth? Hey, uh, thanks for the, the, the question. So, so on subscriptions, um, they were launched in February of, of this year, currently operating in 152 categories, which is up from 25 categories in, in Q1. What we can what we some data that we can share on, on this is that 52% of transactions are buyer working with sellers for the first time, which is really great. It indicates that the market space has created the level of, on, of, uh, of convenience and trust necessary for people to start engaging subscriptions without even working uh, for, for the first time together. And 20%, uh, about 20% of the subscriptions are for six months. So we're now working on expanding this to the entire market base, and this is obviously the larger the, the customer, the, the larger their project and their, their commitment ability, the more they use it. So, so this is definitely um, one of the products that we're super happy with and, and super relevant for uh, Fiverr business customers. Okay, thanks. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes our question and answer session. I would like to turn the conference back over to Neha Kaufman for any closing remarks. Um, thank you, uh, everyone, uh, for participating in, in the call today. I, I wish all of you uh, a good rest of the day, and we'll, we'll talk to you in the next quarter. Thank you. And thank you.
The conference has now concluded. Thank you for attending today's presentation. You may now disconnect your line.